Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, this is the Jordan and Jake podcast. Power Jake by Ortho Carolina. I get in trouble from producer Matt because I forget to say that, Jake. And it's a little bit, you know, I forgive myself right now because we're a little rusty. But this is the beginning of the weekly return of the Jordan Jake podcast. And the best thing about it, my friend, is that I get to talk to you every week now. So, Jake, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Jordan. I know I still have my Cajun accent, but I think my voice sounds a little better than yours. You sound like you have coach voice. Is that, I is have that what coach. I'm hearing? Oh, but we started, yeah, my high school team, we started our two-a-days this week, and I have been, I'm, we don't have two staff, so you coach JV, and then you coach varsity, and I'm O-line and D-line coach, so I have been coaching my rear end off hard for, let's see, this tonight will be our 10th practice this week, and yeah, you, you're spotting it, because I'm definitely, and I'm feeling coach, too, I'm like, you know, I'm a little grumpier than normal and things like that. So I'm like, come on, guys, we got to get our double teams fit up in there. So, yeah, only you would be able to identify the root of this raspiness. It's definitely not from going to too many parties and concerts. Yeah, I don't think you were at the club last night. And uh, <laughs> I, I think it's exactly what it is. But I love that because I love that you're giving back. And, and listen, not to toot your own horn, but how great is it for these kids to be coached by a former pro bowler and all pro and first round pick I, and a high school kid? I think that's awesome. Well, and it's cool because I'm from the same place that, that they're they're at right now. You know, um, I, I will say, though, in my second year as a high school line coach, I've definitely gotten better. I overcoached last year. For sure. Definitely tried to give them too much technique, too many things to think about. And so I've simplified everything a lot right now. And ultimately, Jake, it's about like it's about letting, especially like our freshmen that come in, you know, they've been in middle school, trying to let them understand that it's okay to be aggressive. It's okay to be violent. It's okay to like maybe piss somebody off or get into like a bit of a scrum because they're told not to do that out in school and out in society and all those things, which is good, you know, but like letting them realize, Hey man, whatever you got frustrations with right now, this is the time and place to get it out of you, you know? So it's cool to see that development and see guys mature over the course of the season. So I'm having a lot of fun with it, but uh, it's definitely football time, Jake. Um, The Panthers are in Indy right now. And that's, you know, definitely something we're going to talk about. I went, I don't know if you know this, I went last week to see some old friends in Washington and hung out with Coach Rivera and John Matsko and all those guys for two days at training camp with Washington. That was pretty fun, man. I'm not going to lie about that. Okay, so to hit on that, one, I want to know how, how did you enjoy it? Did you address the team and things like that? But two, I watched some of the preseason last night with New England and Washington. I watched Chase Young sack cam newton last night he picked him up and put him down so fast (laughs) and cam newton is one of the largest and most impressive individuals i have ever seen physically in my life and for him to do that to cam newton i can only imagine what chase young looks like in the flesh yeah he's definitely a big guy he's probably a little bit taller than i am and you know just lean and strong and there's been Comparisons to a young Julius Peppers, I would definitely say Julius is a bigger physical presence and, and more physically imposing than Chase, but definitely very talented. And it was it was a lot of fun to go spend time with that O-line unit. I didn't address the team. The rules, the COVID stuff, man, it's still 
different with spacing and, and vaccinated players and not vaccinated. And, you know, we don't really need to talk about all the NFL rules around that because that's a challenging situation. But um, I was able to spend a lot of time with the offensive line and um, help them out. With, with a few things and it was funny because the, the the staff started to realize that i was calling the game between carolina and washington later in the year and they're like well hold on now what are you doing here <laughs> you know first it was hey good to see you how's everybody doing how's it happening and he was like well you're calling the game i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tell them all your secrets they're gonna try to score touchdowns guys that's what they're trying to do so no it, it was a good time definitely but yeah chase can pick cam up that's for sure it was it was a yeah, he's definitely a physical-looking guy. But I love that the games are back on now. It's, it seems to me like preseason, the first week games, the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame game I'm like kind of ready for because I love watching all those induction speeches. And I'd like to touch on that because I know you watch those as well. But this first week, especially how the NFL like kind of trickles it throughout the whole weekend, you could easily miss some games. But I've got the 1 o'clock kickoff on Sunday circled. I'm so happy that our Panthers are like the, the premier game this week, Jake. What's your schedule looking like watching some of these games? Well, definitely. So I, I watched last night, uh, Washington, New England, saw some of the highlights from Pittsburgh, Philly. I uh, did catch the majority of Dallas, Pittsburgh last week. And I, I'm like you. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'll try to catch the ones. Um, I'm assuming there's a game or two tonight. I'm not sure. Or tomorrow. And um, listen, I'm I'm that guy that I love the third and fourth quarter of preseason games because that was my life for about five or six years. So I, I truly think you can pick up some things. And I, listen, I'll be very honest. Taylor Heineke, one of the quarterbacks for the Redskins, we saw him play in the playoff game last year. I watched him play for the Minnesota Vikings when Norv Turner was his offensive coordinator when he was a rookie in the preseason, lead a team back at the end of the game. And I just said to myself, gosh, there's something about this kid. I know he went to a smaller school, but he's just got some playmaking ability. And 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 sure enough, this was however many years ago, five, six, seven years ago. So I enjoy watching that. I was one of those guys, and I think there's value in and just kind of picking up and um I think I, the thing that I also like is watching the stars on the sideline or the starters watch and cheer on these younger guys fighting, scratching, clawing, trying to make a roster. I, I just I that's something I truly, truly enjoy. It was nice having preseason. You know, last year was so messed up with the, the, the onslaught of COVID and all the rules around that. So it's fun to, for us to get to watch that. It's cool to see fans back in and all that's fluid and flexible. As you know, you've got to follow us the news. As, as you told us, you read it and watch it on TV at the exact same time. So you're getting the full the full uh, gamut of all the news about the Delta variant and all that. So we'll see what happens as far as attendance goes. But for now, it's awesome to see fans back in there. I've loved watching the the coverage of the Panthers training camp and hearing Coach Rule and some of the players talk about it. Each step, you know, that first Wofford practice in the stadium, Coach Rule said, this is the biggest Panthers crowd I've ever played in front of. And then Fan Fest stacked on that. And so when they return to Bank of America Stadium um, after this indie game, it's going to be fun having those fans in there cheering. But uh, the, the preseason games, yeah, I like the starters. You know, it's kind of, it's cool. Like last night's um, New England game, as you said, oh, there's Cam. You know, it was fun to watch him. He was in there for two series or whatever. But those developmental guys, are, it's so critical. And especially now, Jake, getting to go for me and be with Washington for two days and really see like exactly how many reps, live reps they get. It's, there's none, Jake. I mean, there's not, there's, there's reps, but there's not 
the amount of development that you get to see in practice with the second and third string guys. So the games are just critically important. That being said, these crossover practices, right? That's where the Panthers are right now. Yesterday, they had their first game in Indy and uh, their first practice in Indy, excuse me, and Coach Rule is not happy with the offense. That didn't surprise me at all with the, the shuffling pieces and Cam Irving not traveling and things like that, Sam Darnold being new. But the crossover practices are an opportunity for your developmental guys, back into your roster to get a lot of live reps and see them against other people. So tell me what you think about these crossover practices, Jake, and, and playing a team twice and then going and scrimmaging them again that same week. And, you know, what you think that benefits the team? Well, if I'm a player, Jordan, and you might feel different because I guess you, you're the one of the, the big guys that have to bang, but I would love to do that every week, every preseason team that I'm playing, just instead of going against your defense and, and the same people day in and day out and knowing their calls and they knowing your calls and, and things of that nature. But I just think it ramps up. Um, but I love the fact that the two teams that will be participating in, in these contests are both they're both Super Bowl caliber type teams. They have those rosters. These are perennial playoff teams um, and they're loaded football teams. And that's what we're, we're want to get to. So there's no surprise to me that there was lackluster yesterday for Carolina. Um, one, we have some shuffling going on with the O-line, but two, Indianapolis is good. They're really, really, really good. So I just think it's a test for ourselves, a test for, I mean, think about it. Joe Brady's first time ever calling an NFL game was week one last year. He didn't have a preseason to work through kinks. Derek Brown did not have a preseason to work through NFL double teams and things of that nature. So I just think this is still a learning process for these guys. Sam Darnold, first time calling uh, Joe Brady's offense. And you can't, I just, you can't put a price tag on these practices together with another team, especially the quality of the opponent. So I couldn't be more happy that they're doing these. I'm anxious to try to watch as many clips as I can from these practices. Um, and I think it gives you a good pulse on your team. And Matt Rule will be able to know, do I ramp it up a little bit more? Do I have to scale it down? Are we giving, just like you said earlier with the freshmen and, and last year, you coaching, did I overcoach too much? Do I need to scale it down some? Because we all know the power of the pin, whoever has the pin last they can draw up something that should have success but it's about execution on the field well i would i misspoke earlier cam irving did travel i was uh confused with dennis daly who's dennis in the daly, mix there right. yeah at the left tackle as well but here's what i would say personally as an offensive lineman about these joint practices i would say it would 100 percent depend on just for me personally who i go against on our own team Okay, so let's say <laughs> I'm going against a stud every day in practice in Spartanburg. I got no need to go up and travel to Indianapolis and stay in a hotel and drive 45 minutes to and from practice to go against some other guys, okay, because I got what I need. But let's say there's an injury or something on the D-line or whatever, and you're going against a guy who you know is not giving you a look that you're going to see on Sundays. Well, then we need to travel. So I guess what the answer then is, Yes, you need to go practice with other teams because there's no way man for man across your entire roster, every matchup is an elite level matchup. So you're not going to be as prepared. It's flat. I had camps where because of injuries or maybe Rucker wasn't going as much or whatever, I just knew that I wasn't seeing a tough enough look in camp and then when you get that first game you're like well hell there it is that's that's what i was waiting to see and you gotta adjust now when everything's on the line you know so i i think as much as those o-linemen i'm sure kind of hate it it's the right thing to do now the challenge jake is these guys are doing it twice 
right? And so you're going against another team after this with Baltimore coming down to Charlotte. That's going to be a heck of a second week. So Coach Rule's got this three-week preseason. His starters, whoever they may be, we got to figure that out in these first two weeks, in my opinion, because that third preseason game, you're not going to be able to run the starters as hard as you did in those other two, because now you got to start switching into getting ready for the season mode, don't you think? Yeah, yes, but you also have, which is new this year, you have the two-week break from the last preseason game to the first regular season game because they instituted this this is the week off the the reduction of one preseason game so you have two weeks going into week one so I thought that was a very critical move the NFL did and I applauded that move taking away a preseason game but giving two weeks so you can kind of get after these guys you know John Fox I always thought was very good he always knew when to pull back because it was pretty difficult, our camps. And he said, listen, you have to break your body down and then you'll start building back up. And he said, just trust me, I'm going to know when to pull back. But I think this week and next week, you're going to see these guys really kind of get after it. And then you would assume uh, Coach Rule will start to adjust. And then you have the third preseason game. And then you have a two-week break uh, leading into week one. So let's talk about the depth chart on the O-line, Jake. I know that's what keeps you up at night. All right. And you wanted, you couldn't wait to hear what I had to say. So here's my thoughts from a million miles away and having no dog in the fight, right? I think you keep Taylor at right tackle. And I know they still, even yesterday, according to the reports, put him at left tackle some. But Moten, Miller, Paradis, now you've got, what is that, Jake? 60% of your offensive line is something that you can count on, right? That's been proven. Those guys have got a lot of reps out there together. So that's what I would do. And then I love the veteran the veteran aspect of Cam Irving. And I think that from the start of things, it's his spot to lose. And the depth chart reflects that, right? You got Pat at left guard. Dennis Daly and Greg Little are still in the mix there. But the one guy I really am excited to watch in preseason because, you know, he's kind of from my neck of the woods is Brady Christensen. I hope he gets an exhausting level of reps on Sunday, Jake, because he's a bit of a mystery to me. He, We talked about him after the Panthers drafted him. Uh, Deontay Brown as well. I'm excited to see him. But, I, you know, talking from the tackle potential because they got Brady listed as the second string right tackle. His numbers, his size, his experience, all that's like check, 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 check. So what's missing that he hasn't fit into that left tackle uh, uh, equation yet? So I want to see him get a ton of reps. You know they're going to play Taylor as little as possible with the contract that he just received. So that's a guy that I'm looking forward to watching on Sunday, Jacob. What about Sam Darnold? I know you you probably like a lot of other guys, maybe Dan Arnold at tight end, or you want to see Terrence Marshall a little bit. But Sam Darnold, what are you looking for him uh, to do this weekend? Well, I'm going to tell you who I don't need to see. I don't need to see Christian McCaffrey do much because I know what he can do. I don't need to see DJ Moore. I know what he can do. I feel very confident about Robbie Anderson. I'd like to see some flashes from Ian Thomas. I'd like to see some Dan Arnold work. Terrace Marshall, absolutely. I'd like to see Chuba Hubbard to see what, you know, see if there's some explosion there. I'd like to see a kicker slash punt returner find one of those guys. That's what I'd like to see. Uh, J.C. Horn, obvious. I want to watch him play. Um, physically, I love his look. love his length. Uh, seems like he's all ball. So I like that. I'm like you, Jordan. I want to see the offensive line. I want to see Christensen. And one of the pieces on Panthers.com, which – I can't rave enough about this website. They give you so much content, and I think it's excellent content. They 
were live in the draft room and in listening to them talk, you heard Matt Rule say, hey, if he's there, we're taking him. You know, second round grade at guard, third round grade at tackle. So here's a guy we got in the third that they think he could be a second round, could have been a second round pick at guard. So watching him play, I agree with you with Taylor. I think they're giving him reps in case there's some injuries along the way. Um, Because how many times I know a couple of times in my career during the course of the game, we had to, unfortunately, you broke your leg. And then who comes in at left tackle? Travell Warden. I mean, one, that's a comfort level for a quarterback and a coaching staff to know, hey, we have Travell that we just got to slide him there and and he's going to be just fine. But so that you need to work Taylor there. But then Sam Darnold, what is the efficiency of going in and out of the huddle? How quick can he get the play call from the headset, get to the line of scrimmage? How much motion will do? I'm not quite sure. Where's the play clock? Are we always running down to two and one before we getting the ball snapped? Is he seeing it? What do his eyes look like? That's what I want to see. I just want to see him kind of matriculate the football down the field, get it out to his playmakers. Um, Hopefully he doesn't take uh, a sack or so where there was a hot, he didn't see it or anything like that. I just want to see just um, somebody being kind of like an orchestra, so to speak. I want to see somebody leading this orchestra. That's, That's what I want to see. Well, and he's definitely – he, Sam Darnold, has a bunch of weapons around. Like you said, Christian does not need to get many reps, man. And if he – they had him out there uh, in practice yesterday a good bit, and today they'll they'll be getting more reps out of him. So I'd like I'd like Christian get his running in when he's protected with whistles a little bit before you put him out on the turf and, in Indy and let somebody take a shot at him. Defensively, Jay, we're both offensive guys, and we really tend to stay on that side of the ball. I'm loving our D-line, man. I think that Jones was an awesome off-season acquisition and Fox as well. You know, Reddick is a tech, is a linebacker, but he's got pass rush capabilities. People are excited about Derek Brown. I know that's been spoken of um, on the Panthers' website. As you said, too, man, I, our media team with po- the podcast, other than ours, you know, ours is whatever, but other ones are very good. They do an outstanding job and the email flashes we get and all that stuff. So a lot of talks have been talked about. I wish Derek Brown could have gone up against some of those best uh, offensive linemen for the Colts. But, you know, there were some injuries for Quentin Nelson and things like that this week. But I think our D-line, man, is going to be something exciting to watch. Pressure in the quarterback should be fun. And then obviously our secondary, J.C. Horn, you want to talk about a big guy, man. He's almost like an odd-looking corner. He's just so long. So it'll be fun to see them running around against live action in Indy as well. Yeah, you know, J.C. Horn, and I, listen, I'm not trying to compare him to anybody, but he has the Jalen Ramsey-type look. Jalen Ramsey is a big, long corner, physical corner, and J.C. Horn has this. Would I love to see him develop into that type of player? Certainly. Uh, But I want to see him. I'm like you. I want to see our D-line. I love some of our pickups. I'm disappointed Perryman's been out with a soft tissue injury, whatever that may be. Um, I just think he's a bullet. I've seen him play too many times, uh, but we need him on the field. Uh, Yitor, I would like to see Yitor see some development. I think last year, um, you know, Oh, Richard Williamson, our our receiver coach uh, that we had in Carolina, uh, one of his phrases were, I don't want to see you running around like a blind dog uh, in a meat house. And and Yitor last year, he was young and just running all over the place. And so I want to see growth there, but especially linebackers. We do know 
Shaq is a uh, he's a numbers machine. He, he he puts many numbers up on the stat sheet at the end of the, end of the game, uh, tackle wise. But where are the other linebackers? What have, what do we have? It, has Carter progressed? What what else did we bring in? Uh, because guys will have an opportunity with per- Perryman being out. So I want to see those things. I know what we have um, in Action Jackson. Uh, Health wise, that's that's huge for him. So. Um, and, and ball hawk, Jordan. Last year, we did a lot of live look-ins on Panthers.com for training camp because there was no access. And one thing that I noticed in all the drills last year was always swiping at the ball. It was an emphasis on that. And, and that's fantastic. But I want to see it carry over. I want to see it in games. I want to see some turnovers in the preseason because that starts to add up. And, and you get into the regular season and you start getting in the plus category on turnovers. That's, that's how you win games. You, you spoke about Richard Williamson, and I was trying to hold off a giggle the whole time, Jay, because I thought you said, and rest in peace, man, Richard Williamson was just a unique, that, he's one of those coaches that like, I feel so fortunate about when I got to play for the Panthers, because I got Dan Henning and Richard Williamson were a gateway to like NFL football all the way back into the 80s, and the stories well, they would tell, right? And it was like just yeah. the best, but I the saying I thought you and speak to that all you want. I, saying, I know I know the saying you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. He he Williamson would always do the show, the goal line uh package, right? And that what he or what he was it third he'd do third down, right? Yeah. Third down install on like on Thursdays or Fridays or what Thursdays. And he'd be going through the players and anybody that was like like he would have called Steve Smith this. Any guy that was like real hard to square up on and quick and he'd say, Man, that guy's a like a fart in a skillet. <laughs> and every time I would die laughing. I heard him say that a thousand times. But to call somebody a fart in a skillet, and then me and like Khalil would start doing holding up a skillet in our hand and farting with the fart in the skillet and god it was just the best but that's a that that story that's a story that's going nowhere but i just thought it deserved to be said <laughs> man his his terms were the best his terms were the best and you can ask steve smith and musin muhammad uh who had a huge influence on their career and it's richard williamson he didn't let anything slide he was old school and um you know he wanted those receivers to go in and and block like a rolling ball of butcher knives you know oh, i mean it was yeah. just one thing after another you remember when ricky pro and him were about to get into a fight and i just thought that was the coolest thing i ever saw richie ricky pro was in like his 16th season jake was it 15th yeah something like a, that exactly right and, on the and on it was the in practice, practice in practice and richard williamson was so pissed at the way ricky was practicing or something like that and then they both got toe to toe and neither one of them was going back down and richard williamson had to have been pushing 70 man yeah right then it, it, and he was not going anywhere it was amazing god i loved it and the great thing about it is when they walked in the room in the, in the locker room or walked off the practice field it was over with i mean it was it yep. was done it was over with it was just emotions on the field and it never it never carried over no you know what that's happened that happened uh two nights ago with our football team jake and i was so proud of our guys because we were doing like a half line run drill and the dn and the tackle or the dn and tight end were going at it dn got the better of our tight end four plays in a row and and, and the defensive end got pretty vocal about it and those emotions came through and the tight end kind of had some trouble you know going as hard as he could and losing brings in a lot of emotions you know what i mean jake like you just it's you don't deal with that in regular life and so it was an awesome teaching moment bill talk to those guys on the team like guys this is good we want to go this hard against each other to 
cause ourselves to be in these types of emotional situations where you can handle winning, you can handle losing, you can handle going up against some some pressures that you're not going to see if we're just cruising through practice. So uh, it's that's hard to bring out in some young guys all the way to the pro level. But no, Richard Williamson definitely didn't have any problems with that. So Jake, give me where you're going to be and, and as we wrap this up here. Steve Smith's calling this game. All right, and Taylor Zars or Kristen on the sideline. So it's going to be a great broadcast. Going to be broadcast for guys like us out of the Charlotte market, be on NFL Network Live. So are you treating this like a normal NFL Sunday 1 o'clock kickoff game? You going to catch it on the replay a little bit? How's it looking for you? No, I will watch it live, Jordan, and I will also DVR it to be able to go back. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to Steve and listening to uh, Taylor, um, and 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 but I'll also watch it live. Um, but Jordan, we might be a little depressed at my house on Sunday. Uh oh. Oh, I know Ke- why. Yeah. Kerry and I are moving our oldest into the dorm at LSU tomorrow at three mm. thirty. Wow. So there's probably going to be a little um, kind of, I guess, let's let's just call it like we said, we'll be depressed. I think we'll be yeah. uh, we'll be depressed, but uh, I'll watch some Panther Panther football because Lauren's always the one that uh, she loves football and always watches it with me. So we're on to another chapter in life. But I will definitely be watching, uh, but probably with a heavy heart. But that's okay. Oh. That's life. Oh god, I'm I'm a few years behind you, but I I'm not looking forward to it. We're sending our little guy to kindergarten, so I got a bunch of time with him still. But Jake, tell Lauren good luck, man. She's a beautiful daughter and a wonderful person, and you guys have done a great job with her thus far. Tell her to don't listen to anything anybody tells her. Just listen to her own heart, right? That's what you got to do when you get to college. So I'm looking forward to the game, Jake. Enjoy it. Don't cry too hard into your beer that you'll be drinking when you watch this thing. And um, I'll talk to you next week, man. That sounds good, man. This is fun to get back, start. Kind of talking ball and gosh i love the preseason man that was my life for all these years i'm looking forward to young guys kind of earning their stripes and, and, and starting to make a living and you never know where their career can go jordan and jake powered by ortho carolina your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com ortho carolina Your care, your way.